0: Hello, and welcome to the Outlier podcast, the podcast for everyone who's interested in building better homes. My name is Sandra, and I am hosting this podcast with Anthony, the founder and lead designer at Outlier Studio, who is passionate about creating beautiful and high-performing homes. Together, we sit down once a month to chat with industry experts and to answer your questions about high-performance homes. We want to educate Australians about the possibilities of energy-efficient design, and to change the way we build houses today. We hope you join us on that journey. In the last episode, we spoke about our approach to designing efficient homes, and we mentioned the term hybrid home. That's why we decided to elaborate a bit on what that means to us and how these high performance homes are different to conventional bills and to passive houses. It is a brief talk, but we managed to touch on what high performance means to us why it is so important, and why we believe this is the way to go in the future. Let's dive right in. All right, um, Anthony, thanks for taking the time to have a chat with me again today. Um, The last episode got really good reviews. We're really happy to see so many people resonating with what we're saying and being transparent about our process, um, which is why we decided to be a little bit like even more transparent, I guess, and kind of explain the reason behind why we're doing what we're doing, what it is exactly what we're doing. I know we talked last time about kind of the hybrid approach, uh, hybrid houses, um, and we wanted to explain today a little bit more of what that means to us. So Anthony, can you maybe tell our listeners, um, what does hybrid house mean to you?
1: Hi Sandra, thanks uh, again. so hybrid house is, you know, that's what something we kind of coined in our last chat. Uh, and I suppose in industry term at the moment, it's probably the closest thing you can relate to what we're calling a high performance home. Um, it's a home that I suppose isn't necessarily, well, let's just look at this maybe as a spectrum. So you've got a code build, which is meeting the minimum compliance of our national construction code. And I imagine that's where the bulk of housing stock um, being constructed is at. And then we have maybe at the other end of the spectrum a certified passive house, um, which is still a voluntary standard here in Australia, and uh, you know that's giving us a guaranteed performance. What we're proposing, I suppose, is uh, not a certified passive home, but a home that sits probably just below that on the spectrum. Um, and the major reason for that is that it, it's to do with budget um, and realistic build costs and expectations of clients. Um, so. That's what a hybrid house is, I suppose. It sits there sort of with um, you know, these similar or same um, performance outcomes as, as a certified passive home, but it's not quite there. Like it, it's, um, yeah, it's very much climate designed. It's designed for climate and it basically provides what we believe are all the fundamentals of a home. A comfortable home to be in, a home that is healthy, a, uh, a home that doesn't cost a great deal to, to heat and cool, and uh, it, a home that is durable and, and can not just be a ten, twenty or thirty year uh, lifespan but maybe add another zero onto that let's let's push it 100, 200 years. that's um, awesome so yeah that, that's a that's a big part of what the hybrid home is and um, yeah that's
0: yeah, that's, that sounds good that's yeah seems like a good plan. So what's the, if we dive a little bit in, more into the details of the actual builds and the design, I guess, for you, um, what are the differences to like a conventional build? And also what are the differences to the certified passive house?
1: The I'll start with the certified passive house because that's probably where it's most aligned to. So it's it follows all the same principles. Um, so we, we want air tightness and we want increased thermal um, thermal envelope. And we also incorporate HRV systems because that's a big part of um, what we do as well with a high-performance home.
0: That's a ventilation system, right? That ventilates the air in your house? Yeah, that's
1: right. It's a heat recovery ventilation system. So it's bringing, let's, uh, let's say it's wintertime, it's nice and toasty inside. It's bringing fresh filtered air from the outside, running it through an exchanger to warm that fresh cool air outside up a little bit and then bringing it inside the home. Um, and it's supplying fresh air to all the rooms in the home it's also exhausting old stale um, air from bathrooms laundry kitchen so yeah it's, it's controlling that internal environment when you don't have your windows open um, so at the end of the day home needs to be ventilated and whether you do that through the windows or use the HLV system is up to you uh, it's yeah so it's also looking at a thermal bridge free or thermal bridge re- reduced construction so just trying to tweak a few standard construction details to reduce thermal bridging, um, and yeah, so it, it's really more aligned to that. Compared to a code build, though, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a it's a bit different. Although our intention is to have standard construction um, practices and standard materials, it still performs at an entirely different level. So a code build, for example, um, I think still technically in, in this climate zone, national construction code, you don't need to have uh, any wrap on your roof at all. Um just oh, like wow! on your roof at all, <laughs> so you can just have straight sheet iron. Um, and you don't need to tape your joins on the outside of your wrap on the walls. You can leave those freely open. Um, so yeah, airtightness is not considered whatsoever. Uh, in fact a, a builder touched or uh, reached out to us not long ago and mentioned just how many ceilings he'd been replacing up in uh, Mildura just because they don't put wrap or anything on their roofs up there and the water had just fairly been coming in, just sitting on top of the plaster sheets. After a couple of years of that consistently happening, those ceilings just collapse. And he's, he's been doing quite a few of those. So you can yeah. to appreciate that code build um, is what I'll call it. To the minimum national construction code um, standard. is not um, might be lacking a little bit there. Um, it's, yeah, there's a multitude of things. I could go on and on and on here with, with the code build, like being national construction compliant, minimum standard compliant, that um, what it, I suppose it's doing is it's first and foremost, it's responding to the climate, mm. um, whereas, you know, code really doesn't, if, any, you know, very minimally, if, if anything. Um, so that's probably the big part. And it considers the health and well-being of occupants. I don't, you know, to, within certain reason of fire and etc. cetera, um, the code doesn't probably consider that internal air quality. Um, yeah, they're, they're probably the major things. And of course, comfort, comfort. Although there are some minimum requirements for insulation, mm-hmm. those in the National Construction Code, gain, they're probably lacking um, on most climates. So it's uh, definitely probably needs to be improved on. But the big pushback there is the condensation risk. And that's where our HRV system um, really picks up that shortfalling of any concerns about condensation. It's able to pick up that moisture on the internal environment and disperse it outside and control that. So, Mm that's
0: another topic though <laughs> uh, so what's really confusing or surprising to me i should say is that if you um if you have a conventional build um obviously everyone's probably by now uh, familiar with the uh, energy ratings that you have in australia um we at six star energy ratings at the moment and i found out or correct me if i'm wrong um that it's assessed by by a professional thermal assessor during the Design phase of the house. So basically, you would design a house, give it to an assessor, and they could come, would come back with a star rating. To my surprise, um, during the actual building process, that is not assessed anymore. So, and the way I understand it, this is something you're willing to voluntarily change and actually put yourself on the line and say, We're going to test our designs and see if we, those nine star energy ratings that our plans are getting, we're actually going to prove that that's really what it's performing to
1: absolutely yeah that definitely um so yeah firstly you're, you're right it, it the current matters um assessment is purely theoretical it's there is no inspection during construction to ensure that what has been assessed on paper is actually being as it's been built as that um so i mean it doesn't mean that you can't voluntarily say hey i want to test my own home and make sure it's, it's performing to this so yeah they definitely um definitely means to do so. And and we do that, like we we put our hand up and say, hey, we will test our homes, our designs as built as per what we're designing. Um, The first thing that we do is we have our own blower door um, system and we test for air tightness in the home. I'm sure it's, yeah, where it needs to be. Um, We also inspect installation installation and make sure it's all being done appropriately and accordingly, Um, especially, you know, anything that we can do to improve uh, the thermal bridging aspect. And we can also, yeah, use a thermal camera as well if plaster, after plaster installation to assist with that. Um, And yeah, that's something that I just want to put out there and and encourage more people to do is, you know, for a very small fee, you can have uh, someone come out and perform these tests and ensure that, yeah, your home's performing as it should be. It's kind of like, would you buy a vehicle and discover that part of the engine or maybe the spare wheel and a few other things were missing once you got it home, probably take it back to the dealership and say hey I've paid full price for this where are the other components of the car and that's how we look at it as well with a house like it's a great analogy we, we, we look at this you've had this assessment done but you don't actually even know if it's performing as per what that assessment was so there's ways you can test to make sure it is um, so I encourage everyone to get yeah, to get out there and, uh, and make contact with anyone who can offer these testing services and have a chat to your builder and see if they're willing to incorporate that into the build um, yeah, it's it's advisable to maybe even include that in the contract early on with in builder's contract. To make sure you've got an allowance for that in there, um, especially around uh, blower door testing. There, is, there is a uh, a solution in the National Construction Code that you can extract and, and maybe incorporate into the national uh, into your contract with your builder. It's um, it's only at ten air changes um, per out fifty Pascal, but hey, it's something to start with. So we'll take it.
0: Yeah, that's great, and it, I mean it's good reassurance for you as a designer to see. Hey, what I've come up with on paper is actually working so it's good for you but at the end of the day also the clients the people who are building this house they're not just going in blindly assuming that it's performing to a certain standard they actually know they have the proof that yes this house is going to be healthy it's going to be comfortable and it's going to be efficient for them so i think that's pretty unique hey
1: absolutely yeah uh it's it's the only way that we can start to make assurances. If we wait for regulation change, it's going to be some years, I think, before we see this being mandatory. So, hey, why don't we just voluntarily do this Um, and, yeah, we'll we'll be getting the uptake on it. So reach out to us if you uh, you want to know anything more on that. We're happy to share.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great way um, to segue out of this episode. We just leave it with we want to see regulations change. We want to see um, the building code be assessed. But until that is done, and we all know politics can take time. Um, we're just gonna go and make, it, make our own rules, just prove our own stuff and make sure that the, our clients are getting the best performance home they can.
1: Yeah, absolutely, so yeah, why wait? We, we've got the power to do this so we can all come together and uh, yeah, start to push forward with, uh, yeah, why wait for regulatory change? Um, again, if, if anyone wants to know anything more, we're more than happy to, to chat further. Um, If you have anything to contribute, again, we'd love to chat as well. So, uh, yeah, take it from there.
0: Awesome. Thanks for this talk.
1: Thanks, Anna.